0: Hey everyone, I'm Ruth and welcome to my podcast, Living Unashamed. You know, every day we are met with the chaos of unhealthy and confusing and fear-inducing noise in this world. We can be so easily overcome by hopelessness, pain, fear, brokenness and loss, that encountering the goodness of God seems almost impossible. The good news is that the Bible says we overcome the enemy, you know, the devil, darkness, destruction which leads to pain and confusion and doubt and deceit. We overcome that by the blood of the lamb which is the completed work of Jesus and the word of our testimony, our own witness account. Each week I invite you to join me as we connect with people from all walks of life who share their inspiring journey of brokenness to redemption through divine encounters with Jesus Christ the only one who truly has the power to save and transform lives. Our hope is that as you listen to these powerful and true stories, you will discover a new hope and wisdom that will encourage you on your journey to encountering Jesus and his never-ending love and race every day. So welcome, we are so blessed to have you tuning in today and we pray that you are abundantly blessed by today's episode of Living Unashamed. Okay. (laughs) Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? you? (laughs) So good. Wow, look at you, all grown up. (laughs) (laughs) And you too. (laughs) Man, it's crazy how the time has just flown, you know. Great. So
1: crazy. I mean, it's been years, I think. That is that makes me feel like I'm getting old, actually.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, old man, I turned 29
1: this year. Oh my goodness. I You're was like on your way to being like an adulty
0: adult. Like, I, <laughs> I had my 25th birthday in Switzerland.
1: Oh, wow. So it was four
0: years ago? <gasps> yeah. I just went. <laughs> hey, oh. I had tea as well. Ooh, tea sister. <laughs> oh, <you love> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much for um being able to do this. It's so awesome to catch up with you. I always think about that um that time we were on well, not that time, but just when we would always go out into Lausanne on the on the bus and, and on the trams and like those times when we would just connect and chat and you're just so bright and bubbly. And I was just like, man, this chick, this chick is going places. I just
1: Oh, you were so <laughs>
0: sweet I
1: remember that too I actually there's I feel like I have specific memories like frozen in my brain in the like little bus stop uh yeah bus stop at Quasette yeah Was that, I, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong but like I feel like we had many impactful conversation there <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah no it's awesome oh it's good to see you
1: oh thank you good to see you too
0: <laughs> well um Hey, everyone, this is my friend Lucy, whom I met in Switzerland a few years ago. And um, yeah, today she's going to share her journey on how she came to know Jesus and um, how she encountered him and how that's affected her life up until this very moment and wherever that's taken her. So it's such an honor to have you here and yeah, to be able to just connect and chat, but also to have your story Uh, be told so that people can be blessed by what God's doing in and through you yeah
1: okay awesome yeah well oh my my goodness where do we even start you know um well I was lucky enough to be born uh, into a Christian family I had parents who a really strong faith which was yeah definitely a blessing I think you know um I I really feel as though being in a relationship with God was something that was exciting to me, from when I was little until now. I think it's that would be the word. Is the idea of having a relationship with God has always been exciting. Um, you know, I feel as though you know in life we walk through a lot of difficult times. I mean, you know, my family. Some there's been lots of issues with mental health, physical health, you know, finances and that sort of thing, and that was really difficult. Um, experiencing as a child. Um, but I feel as though it pushed me closer to God because God was the only thing that was really consistent or dependable in and through that. Um, so that was really cool, you know. And then, you know, we all go through high school, we all go through life, and, you know, um, my relationship with God got a little bit more complicated, probably because I, as a person, got a little bit more complicated. Um, I think that, you know, I came to a point where I was just exhausted after year 12 so I really pushed myself academically and I was exhausted in the things that were going on at home and I was honestly very proud because in my in my mind I was like I'm that Christian girl who's done everything right you know like I'm that girl and I feel like I feel like shit all of the time oh probably shouldn't have sworn but <laughs> you know you know and I was like you know how you know I've done everything right why you know I, I deserve God to have blessed me essentially it's very you know very vending machine view of God like I put in all this good stuff that I did I did everything right so I should get out what I'm expecting right or at least better than what I got out that's kind of how I felt um, and that sort of feeling of being discontent in my relationship with God pushed me to go to YWAM mm-hmm. where, obviously where we met youth with a mission um, and I felt as though God really spoke to me a lot and untangled a lot of the places I got caught up in my mind. So I used to be like, well, God, you know, why don't you take away the the troubles that I have in my life? Um, and I felt like God said to me, well, I didn't take away Jesus's troubles. Wow. You know, yeah, crazy. And that just like hit me and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then, you know, in another circumstance, um, it was you know, God, where were you when all of these things happened? And I felt like being reminded that actually God was God's capacity to be present in those moments, was even greater than mine. <laughs> so, you know, comparatively, where was even I in those moments? God was there even more presently than I was. Um, and just sort of those kinds of things where I felt like God started to very gently unpack my thoughts and unpack where I'd gotten stuck. Um, you know, and it was a crazy time because while I was at when my parents got divorced. <laughs> so it was like this a whole other layer. Um, and, but you know what? I mean, I feel as though being pushed sort of to the end of yourself really forces you to take a stock take of your relationship with God and evaluate things and ask God uncomfortable questions. Um, and I think He was very gracious in that. Um, you know and then as we said before it's been like four years since wow <laughs> um, so I'm now at university I study biomedical science I'm trying to be a doctor which is terrifying but great um, <laughs> uh, and I think my relationship with God now is better than it has ever been is the honest truth I think now when I encounter things where I don't really understand you know like before you know God why don't you take away my troubles I didn't understand and that would drive me away from God but I feel like now I've been through so many times of I don't understand God and then in the end of those situations it turns out it turns out that he was good so now when I don't understand I'm like I don't understand but this isn't pushing me away because I know that I will discover that you're good in the end of this and I feel as though that has been that has made a massive difference in my life and anxiety levels (laughs) um but also I think as well I've really tried to focus on reading the bible a lot more and having a greater understanding of the bible and that'll change your life too like wow who knew I mean everybody knew but like (laughs) who knew (laughs) so that I, I feel like that's maybe a recap of the last 22 years really yeah. And um here I am
0: with you on the podcast,
1: which is exciting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful to see um not only have you allowed yourself to be like open and vulnerable to the experiences that God places in your life and turns everything around for the good as such, but um yeah, how he's brought you through everything and you still knowing, you know, he's good. Uh, mm. Is beautiful and very impactive. I remember at y when we had a session where we learnt the difference between the nature and the character of God. Mm. And we yeah. learned that, like, God is omniscient, he is omnipresent, he is good and he is justice and that is his nature and that will never change. Mm. And from that flows, I guess, what we would consider the fruits of the spirit to be and that would be his character, you know. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And so through everything, God's nature can never change. And so if he is a good God, even though he is also a just God, Um, through everything we face, at the end of the day, he's still going to be good, you know, and I feel like that's what you're saying, you know, like through everything you've faced, you know, you've still had to hold on to the fact that God is good and so he's going to come through this in his loving kindness, whatever it's going to be, you know, which is amazing.
1: And I think as well, like, it can take a lot of humility for us to get ourselves to that point, right, where we can finally admit to that and submit to that, I think, because there's this element of like, "Mm, no, God, you don't seem good in this situation, you know, (laughs) here I am judging God, (laughs) God, you don't seem good right now, like, no, like a good God wouldn't do that, you know. How many times have I heard someone say no my Jesus wouldn't be like that. And You're like it's a bi- it's the bible story. <laughs> you know you're like what? But like it's it's a pride issue, right? Because it's it's my my judgment over God my my understanding over God's. Um and that I mean it's it's understandable why we respond that way. It's un- it's completely understandable but it's It's just such a lack of understanding and experiential knowledge of God's love, I think, that leads us to that place. Because when you experientially, when you experience his love over and over again, you kind of get used to the rhythm that, okay, I'm secure and I can trust him. Yeah. Um, And then that sort of feeling of like, you know, I know more than you, God, sort of starts to, I want to say, dissipate it sort of starts to just kind of go because there's no need for it anymore. You know, our pride keeps us safe. You know, we protect ourselves with our pride. I know best and I'm keeping this arm's length. But when you really feel safe and secure because you've experienced God's love over and over again, that can fall away because you know that you're safe. And I feel like, oh, yeah,
0: I love that. (laughs) So, yeah. Beautiful safety net. (laughs) Totally, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, has there been um any particular moment in your life then where you know you know in that exact moment, wow, God is here, God is real, and He's like He's calling my name. Uh,
1: Too many to count. (laughs) Um, yeah, too numerous to count. But let's think of something that's you know. I think that should I go recently or should I go big impactful moment I feel as though yeah okay I feel as though lately a good recent experience of that is um we've been walking through some uh difficult things with my mum's health waiting on some um, results for like a brain scan and so you know there's been there's been a lot going on actually at home at the moment um which has been really intimidating and daunting. But I felt as though every time I've come to God with this stuff, every time I've come to God lately, he has met me in super tangible ways. Like, you know, I'll be thinking about something as I'm driving the car related to, you know, health or whatever. And then I rock up at Bible study and they talk about it. (laughs) Or I'll be, you know, reading a book of the Bible and I rock up to church and they're preaching on it. Or, you know, God, what do I do? And I feel like God says, open to this page in the Bible. And I do. And it's like... Bam, speaking on exactly what I feel like I'm needing and it has been it has been wild in the sense of peace that I've had in that in this situation I mean I've been afraid <laughs> but I've also had peace um you know as we wait for these results and that kind of thing it has been crazy I mean the small things I feel like the cumulative small things are important I mean, do I feel as though I felt massive moments of God's blessing, 100%. I feel like, you know, when I was trying to come to YWAM to be on staff, I had, you know, without really even asking, I had people pay for my flights. I had people, you know, uh, donate quite large sums of money just by the blessing of God. And those are huge moments, really impactful moments. And I love those, but those are really rare. I feel like the cumulative small moments are actually
0: something i treasure the most yeah that and i think that's that really speaks true testament to not only who god is but also like your holy spirit led life too you know your intimacy with jesus to be able to seek him and you know and inquire of him with these things and then how he gently just kind of surprises you every day with little things that kind of show you signs that he's listening or he's around and he's here and I think that's that's the beauty of a real intimate relationship with Jesus every day is that yeah. you know, he is there you know and those things that, that you know it is the small things that make up the big things in the end you know yeah yeah I feel like um, when you're saying it was those smaller things, I was just reminded of, like, when Mary treasured the things that Jesus did in her heart. I feel like that's it's that kind of thing, you know, that those little moments we treasure in our heart because that's what helps accumulate our faith with God.
1: Mm-hmm. And so this is a
0: full because I guarantee 100% what's coming out of my mouth, like, if everyone else knew the morning I was having this, is, this is so God because was, this is not me, but, but okay. I, yeah, I feel like when we're at the end of ourselves, it's when God, God goes, Oh, now I can move because you have to fully depend on me. So <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, you don't have the option not to change in
0: this moment because things have
1: hit the fan. So it's like, You must change, you know, it's yeah. like, God's like, I'm entering from stage left. Hello. So You know, I feel like there's a Bible verse. I have, okay, like, because I'm not, my memory recall is, like, a little bit trash, but I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's talking about Mary where it's, blessed is she who believed that God would fulfill the good promises he had for her. I have a feeling it's, now I want to find that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, how do you, like, you know, when it comes to believing that something will happen, what do you believe off of? all of the evidence that you have before that, all of the little things, all of the cumulative little things that you are treasuring in your heart, that you are meditating on, that you are remembering. um, And that's how you believe. And then it says, blessed is she who believes that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. You know, and that is so connected to the fact of what we're meditating on, you know, because what what we think on a lot, I think is also what we expect to happen. You know, if you're constantly thinking like, everybody hates me. (laughs) You know, then you're going to expect that everybody's going to hate you in the future. If you're constantly dwelling on all of the good things God has done and remembering all of the things he's done and treasuring that in your heart, then that is what you're expecting for your future. Mm.
0: Um, oh, love that. Got a lot of good revelation in the <laughs> <part>. <laughs> No, but that, that is so true. And I think that's such a powerful thing because um, it is in our flesh And so true even in my life at the moment that I've been processing, dealing with it's so easy for to focus on the negative or the bad or even the Mm. false scenarios that we make up in our own mind that aren't even real. But yet (laughs) we choose to overthink and overreact and overfocus on those little things Mm. that accumulate to one big thing that isn't even real. That's the negative thing or we can do what the opposite and that is accumulate on the good God things and that is what we become and I think that is so powerful because that is a real thing that everyone is facing every single day of their life especially in this society
1: Mm. anyone who
0: listens to this and anyone who's even just walking in their day-to-day like will have to make the decision, am I going to focus on the little things that are not good, or the little things that become the big things that are all just God and his glory, you know, like the fact that you're alive, you're breathing, the fact that (laughs) some sort of community, the fact that, you know, all these little tiny things become a whole awakening to, wow, actually, how incredible is God and how present he is in these moments, you know. Mm. That's so true. And I think, you know
1: it's like that verse where it talks about you know the eyes of the lamp of the body, and if the eyes are I think you know are in darkness and how much more the rest of you, and it's that thing as well like what what are we even you know not just what are we thinking of then there's that next step of what are we allowing in you know what are we what are we allowing to be our influence because our influence will affect what we're meditating on affect what we expect you know, and even that lately has. Funnily enough, has been something that God has been speaking to me about, you know, my influences. I had some friends that were into um some lifestyles that I feel as though maybe were not the most God honoring. And it definitely had an impact on me. And I felt like recently God cut loose those connections. And I feel like God has been, God has gifted me connections that lead me towards Him. And I've just been, you know, I've been listening to more Christian music lately, or I've been reading the Bible more lately more of these positive influences actually rocked up to Bible study <laughs> you know all these positive influences again then affect what you're meditating on affect what you're you're thinking about and I think you know God has spoken spoken to me lately especially when it comes to the health stuff that's going on with my mum mm-hmm. you know it reminded me that life is very brief and that the time to choose and to make a difference is now because we don't have forever you know and that that has been a big wake-up call. You know, it's like when you read the uh, book of Daniel, there is, you know, there's King Nebuchadnezzar and, you know, he was very prideful. Then he becomes like a beast of the field and then he ends up honouring God, right? And then you get to, it's like his grandson, uh, King Belshazzar. And Belshazzar knows all about what happened with his granddad, but he still thinks, he's still really proud because he just doesn't give a dang and Mm -hmm. he's going to do it his way. And so then God comes in and he says, your days have been numbered and that's it and he gets killed that night and it's like the time is now because you don't have forever you know we we have to learn from what's come before we have to learn from what's happened to other people and make the choices to implement things in our life that will bring us closer to God now are we ever going to be perfect in that like literally never no (laughs) but the time is now to make a choice to begin the process with God you know I think the prerequisite is not being there the prerequisite is being on the journey you know like i don't know if you remember this but there was this guy at ywam and his his thing was like when you're with god if you don't quit you win (laughs) um and i love that if you don't quit you win why because you know it says that jesus is um faithful to fulfill you know uh to bring us into completion right he's faithful to do that process with us so if we just if we rock up He's going to do the work, you know. I mean, if we don't quit, if we keep trying, he will bring us the rest of the way. And the time is now to be in that place, to start that journey uh, because we don't have forever. So, yeah, I mean, that's been something I've been thinking about lately, you know, and having positive influences, having a positive mindset, you know, reordering the priorities of my life so that Christ is actually first, not just that I say he's first, but is actually first because they're two different things, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful, but also so crazy because the more I talk to people, the more I feel like a lot of people are on this journey of reordering their lives or even reordering their thinking um, Mm. in this season to allow the complete move of God. And it all comes back to the humbling and to the openness to allow God to reorder us even though it is sometimes the most uncomfortable and frustrating ways that that happens um totally. which so so that's it's awesome and and wild to hear that you know it's also happening with you um you know it, it really makes me feel like I think it was Paul when he keeps saying you know trials develop perseverance and perseverance you know like it's you know you everyone reads that and goes yeah okay thanks dude like <laughs> We understand you're trying to make us feel good about why we're in a crappy situation. But (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when you really think about it, it's like, wow, okay, yes, like this is going to cause perseverance in me and this is going to shift me and everything that is worth changing Mm. is going to be uncomfortable.
1: Mm. Mm. I so agree. Like, yeah literally I so agree I mean even like the other day I mean I have a crush on this guy right <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast I'm not going to say who it is but you know and you know when you have a crush on someone you kind of think about them a lot I was in the car and I was thinking about this person that I like and God was like what are you what are you doing <laughs> and I was like wait what So, <laughs> like, what do you mean um but and I felt like God spoke to me and said you're prioritizing this over me wow and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, not that you shouldn't think about the person you're interested in or you're, if you're in a marriage or in a relationship, you should, right? Like That's normal. But it was this idea of like, hang on a minute, my goals or like my my overarching focus has come away from God. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Or even, you know, like sometimes I do that with uni stuff, you know, like, my overarching goal right now is that I just need to do well in this assignment. And so God's not really in the picture right now, you know, like that's, it's so whack. Like how often do I feel like that happens? I mean, I used to absolutely completely reject like the idea that um, thinking about something more or like blah, blah, blah was like not godly. Cause I was like, what do you mean? Like thinking about stuff is just normal human behavior. And it is, <laughs> but remembering the, the overall theme, I feel like a way to describe it would be the overall theme of your life is Christ you know if that's the overall theme you know you're going to think about whatever you want you're going to do about do whatever you want like I mean these are normal human things but is the overarching pursuit Christ is that the name of the game here and I feel like that has been a good way for me to Mm self-audit and being like is do I actually have God first you know if I go out and hang out with my friends is the conversations we have do they actually honor God They don't always have to be about God, but do they they honor or dishonor God? You know, what's the overarching vibe that's going on here? Which has been a cool thing to, like, recognize because I feel like my whole, like, I'm very much someone who, if I don't really understand something, I'll just reject it because I'll be like, "Mm, no, you know, because my whole life I fancied myself that I'm so smart or whatever, which is, again, probably pride. (laughs) But, you know, if I didn't understand it, I was like, well, it must be wrong. So this whole idea of, like, when people say, you know, what are your idols? You know and I'd be like okay you know they'd be like the idol of self and I was like don't be ridiculous I don't have a shrine of myself that I worship you know <laughs> like, don't be a fool you know? like, like but then realizing okay I still don't really like the word idol because I don't I don't necessarily feel like I relate to that as word but the principle of being like are things disorganized in my life and applying that principle I can definitely relate to that. I can definitely understand that and I can definitely learn from that and actually try and apply that and reorder. Yeah. Reorder my thought life, reorder my actual life. I mean, I suppose they're one and the same, but you know, (laughs) so. Yeah.
0: Well, it seems like you're on a bit of a journey, but it's exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so exciting!
1: Like, isn't isn't that just the best thing when you're like, I'm not done yet, but I'm on, I'm on the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my own road to Damascus. Damascus, and to Damascus. Oh. I just said Damascus, but that's all right. I'm not okay. going to
1: Damascus, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get Damascus today, probably. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm on the road to Damascus. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's always fun time. <laughs> yeah yeah wow um that's so crazy but tell me okay give me a little update on you I mean I know this is your podcast but
0: give give me a little update wow (laughs) um well as you know I got married 10 weeks ago which is exciting
1: it's so exciting (laughs) what
0: a flip no um dream come true been a long time coming um You know, I even remember being at YWAM, and YWAM is a great place to meet people. But wow. I didn't go to meet people, right? Um, and I just remember sitting on the steps at YWAM in Switzerland, like oh, it was two thousand nineteen, or whatever, two thousand twenty. And um, God just said, I was writing in the journal, and God said. Don't be misled or don't be distracted by any of the men here. Your husband's coming in the seasons after YWAM. Mm, cool. And I remember writing it down and going, thank you, Jesus, and then tossing the book to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> going was <forward. laughs> And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't intentionally pursuing people. Like you just make friends. There's so many people at YWAM. You can't not, yeah. you know, and, yeah. <laughs> you know. But the more people you meet and the more people you get to know, the more I realised they're not my person, they're just a good friend, Or you know, Mm -hmm. over time. And everyone had their own journey and their own stories. Um, So when I moved back to Melbourne, went straight into lockdown and COVID, through the joys. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Melbourne. Which which is so hard coming off super high where you've experienced so much supernatural stuff, you're doing evangelical stuff, going around the world, and then you come in and you're like, Wow, I should have listened to my re-entry lecture better. (laughs) (laughs) For real. (laughs) Um, But it was the most culture shock I ever had was coming back home after YWAM. Then it was actually going to a different culture.
1: Dang, the reverse culture shock is what got you. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Yeah. And then I kind of went on my own journey. I had three years of... Well, actually, even with YWM, I had this whole season where I was three years of singleness and I was seeking God and we went overseas and came back. And even in lockdown, I just made the effort, right? I'm gonna pretty much spend time with my mum and my sister. I'm going mm-hmm. to spend every day exercising for a ridiculous amount of hours. And then I'm wow. going and then I'm mm-hmm. going to just read the Bible a lot and like study the word. That was pretty much my lockdown phase. So wow. ended up losing like Quite a bit of weight and then um, getting like into this healthy routine. And then I was full on like, yes, all right, I'm after six months, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Kona. I'm going to do school of worship. I'm like totally leaving here. And I woke up from a dream one night and God was like, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> he was like very specific. He said, Ruth, I need you to move to Port Macquarie. I need you to go to C3 Church, and I need you to get a job at Kuron Bookstore, which was the Christian bookstore. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, what my, that's not what my plan was. But after YWAM, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to say no because we had to say yes to YWAM, and he did all that amazing stuff, so I knew there was a purpose in it. And yeah. if me choosing School of Worship Kona or New Zealand or whatever if I took that step I knew I would have been in the wrong place at the wrong time and Hmm. I would have stepped out of my way of God so my mum and my sister were moving here so I moved here to New South Wales Mm. walk into church and I meet my husband. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> I will forever believe now that God literally woke me up from a dream and made sure I didn't go to Hawaii so that I could come here and meet my husband to get us on the journey to whatever he has next in store. And wow. I think that if he did that for me, he will do that for anybody. So I'm That's a big so cool. a believer in that. Um and, yeah, from that moment, I've just been on this big humbling journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came back from Wyoming, and I was like, yes, I'm amazing. God loves me. I'm anointed. I'm appointed. Come home. And it's just like, bam. <laughs> so, Life um, happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even, like, once I had come, came to church, I just had this journey of I knew what my giftings were. And I wow. felt like I was unseen or undervalued or unappreciated. And God was like, why are you striving? Why are you striving to be seen? Like, mm. you need to trust me. You need to humble yourself before me. And you'll be elevated when you're, when your heart is in the right place and not to do it to be seen or to be appreciated, but because you actually love me. Yeah, totally. Was a massive, massive humbling thing for me. Um, and I just had to learn to be real and open about it. And so I started being a lot more vulnerable with people. Um, and I've had a I've had a hard up and down journey of still overcoming, you know, fears, paranoias, things that I never realized were deep traumas from my past that were still, you know, still had a hold on me. And up till this day, but I'm still believing for breakthrough in those things. Um, and the reality is marriage does not solve your problems. <laughs> If, yeah, so if uh if you think that getting married is going to take away insecurities or um take away any problems you had with lust or whatever before you got married it actually just amplifies it it doesn't improve it um, wow okay so healing with jesus before that is the most important thing you can do and being open and vulnerable with it with it all and god God's moved and made a way and healed me in a lot of things and healed the people around me in a lot of things, which is cool, um, through the vulnerability, which is why the podcast like this is so important, because I believe being open and vulnerable about our experiences is what's going to link people to knowing that Jesus is real and working, even Christians who encounter God don't have it all together. (laughs) We're never going to have it all together until the day of completion, which will be the day we leave, (laughs) you know. Um, But every day we're growing wiser and stronger and more comfortable with who we are. And a lot of the time it's because we spend a lot of hours on our knees crying or praying, usually. Um, And that's the reality of it. But then you get up and you go, I'm a mighty woman of God, and I'm got a got a thing to do. I've got things I need to do, and I'm not going to be pushed around. So that's it. That is so encouraging. Yeah, so
1: encouraging. Like, I
0: mean, to hear your story,
1: to hear your journey, is really encouraging. I'm sorry, I've just got a little bit of noise in the background here. You're all good.
0: Is that? Um, um, But (laughs) you can you can tell her that there's not going to be a video, really. Anyway, so
1: okay. (laughs) So I'm sorry about that. Um. That is encouraging though. I like that. I like that what you said about, you know, marriage does not solve marriage does not solve the problems you already have. Because even I mean, okay, I'm obviously not married. In fact, I'm not even in a relationship. Um, but I mean I was, but the truth is, is that I feel as though whether it's Disney or whether it's Western ideologies or whatever it is, I feel like we do get this expectation that finding the right person is sort of like in a way, finding a savior, right? Like, I mean, we would never say that, but it kind of feels like it's like, oh, I'll, I'll be so happy. and like, I'll do all these things. and I'll meet all these people when I find the right person or, you know, whatever it is that we think is going to happen. Um, but but again, really, Jesus is the only savior. <laughs> or even for me, it's like, oh yeah, but wh- when I've graduated my uni degree and I've got like tons of money and I'm working, i got a great house. It's like, life's going to be Gucci. It's like, you know what? that's not my savior. Jesus is my savior. I have to do the work with him, with him now, with him. Yeah. I have to do the work with him (laughs) because then it flows on into the rest of my life rather than hoping that it'll sort of be the other way around. And I mean, God will meet us wherever we're at anyway, but that's so interesting. And and, yeah.
0: And don't get me wrong. Marriage is great. And I, I mean, like, Ben and I are are great, we're strong. Of course, there's always going to be things to work through. There's always going to be growth, there's always going to be healing Mm -hmm. and there's always going to be seasons or moments when there are hard times. But the blessing of marrying the right person, the one that God shows you is right, is the fact that he has equipped you both to have the capacity to work through everything you face and it just strengthens Mm -hmm. your friendship And at the end of the day, your friendship is more important than anything else you can get out of a marriage, you know. I love that. It is. Without the friendship, you have nothing. If you don't have a friendship in marriage, you're literally just trying to be what friends with benefits or just two Mm. people who are trying to pursue their own lives and their own agendas but wanting that intimate desire or wanting that connection. But if you're not allowing yourself to truly be exposed and vulnerable to everything hmm. you're having hidden walls or you're keep keeping things secret or whatever you you are not allowing God to move in the way that he can fully fulfill you and your purpose and your calling mm-hmm. and through your as just well
1: wow yeah that idea of vulnerability I mean that's difficult right it's and can be scary I mean how how do you how do you navigate being vulnerable and when to be vulnerable, who to be vulnerable with, how to even get to a place where your heart even wants to be vulnerable, you know?
0: How do you do do that? (laughs) That has been the journey for me pretty much. Um, Everything I encountered in my past Mm. through my own pain and misery or, you know, loneliness um, wanted me to become hard-hearted and and to hate people and to not be vulnerable, you know. Um, And I can only say by the grace of God that the spirit he gave me with this strength or this stubbornness pretty much, Mm -hmm. that no matter what happened and no matter how many times people cheated or were unfaithful or were Mm -hmm. unkind or were abusive or Mm -hmm. not even relationships but just connections, Mm -hmm. I refused to let that stop me from wanting to love people who they are, mm-hmm. just people, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because the ultimate call for any human is to love, to reflect the light of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so Satan wants that to be shut off, you know. Mm-hmm. If we don't love, people will be closed off to Jesus and the world mm-hmm. will come to yeah. place because Jesus is love.
1: Mm. Wow. That is so crazy. Like, the way you just put that is so crazy to me. If we don't love people so that they can be open, then they will be closed off to Jesus. That is wild.
0: Well, that's what Jesus did. Like, he loved before he spoke. Mm. I mean, he loved to death, even though they didn't understand.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And so this whole idea of loving at all cost really came to me in COVID. Um, okay. Yeah like laying everything down, just and not necessarily meaning loving at all cost for your, like, giving up your own literal flesh life, like your living, breathing life to save someone else. But on top of that, laying down absolutely everything in your own personal agenda and your way in a situation for the Mm. benefit of the other person because love covers what they're going through, you know.
1: Mm.
0: Um, But in terms of vulnerability... A long time I faked it till I made it. I I would tell myself I don't care what people think. I just have to force myself to be vulnerable. And if I get rejected, I get rejected because at the end of the day I cannot, as a human being and who I am and who God made me to be, whether people think it's a good thing or not, I actually cannot healthily function unless I'm vulnerable to people. Mm, Yeah. And God needs us to be vulnerable, but the thing is we have to be vulnerable knowing that God will protect us and guide us and lift us up. Mm. Being vulnerable to the right people, now that's been a journey because I was someone who would just be vulnerable to everyone and I would get walked over by the wrong people, you know, try to see the benefit of the doubt or the better of everyone, which is a good thing, but... Mm. there are people out there who do want to harm us who are wicked who don't care about the goodness they only want to crush but I'm also a big believer in hurt people hurt people
1: yeah for sure
0: so if someone's hurting other people it's because they're in their own pain so I don't I believe everyone has some sort of goodness in them mm. Mm. and vulnerability will expose that and bring it to the light. And therefore bring forth the healing that God needs. Yeah. But only by the Holy Spirit can we fully be led to who to be vulnerable with.
1: Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're
0: just going to be vulnerable to everyone. And people, some people have told me not to be vulnerable to certain people. And that sometimes doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And it's your own personal journey. God will always guide you um, because he will always protect you.
1: Mm. Um
0: if I go out in my own way and be vulnerable to someone when I know in the spirit, I've been told no. And I go, Oh, I don't know if God's telling me this and I'm vulnerable to someone and it bites me on the butt. <laughs> that's my learning journey to go, okay, that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and now God, I need you to come and fix this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't expect myself to be talking like this today. <laughs> must be- the vulnerability,
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> but I like completely relate to that I I mean for I reckon until I was maybe 20 I was a chronic oversharer mm. um just like yeah sharing way too much with way too many people and I actually think for me it specifically came from a place of insecurity like I was sharing but really I, I wasn't sharing to be vulnerable I was sharing because I needed the validation yeah,
0: okay.
1: you know and it's like well if you see me at in this crazy part of who I am and you validate me then I'm really validated you know um, but as you said that bites you on the butt and it did <laughs> um, and then and then I swung the other way and I was like I don't want to be vulnerable with anyone I don't want to tell anyone anything hmm. and it's now that journey with God of coming back to all right how can I be in the middle here how can I be wise how can I be wise about who I tell and who I don't tell and how can I be wise about how I tell things as well you know because I think you know, you could say the same thing in a different way and people take it, you know, totally differently. <laughs> um, and, you know, just being like, how can I apply some proverbs like wisdom in this situation and tell the right people and tell them in the right way? You know, that's that's been a cool journey. And I think that's definitely a maturity thing.
0: Mm, yeah. You know?
1: And probably a journey everybody has to go on really, striking that balance of like, how do I open up enough and how do I also not open up too much, you know? I mean, I suppose the other thing as well is for me, realising that, you know what, I, I actually cannot live for human validation because it will always, literally every single time I'm disappointed. No one can ever validate me just in the right way and enough and say just the right things. Like no one, and I've been realising that lately, no one actually can do that because no one actually really understands fully you know no one fully gets it because no one's me (laughs) um and I think it's Tim Keller who calls that I think it's maybe the solitude of the soul like where only you and God really 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 know so only God and you can really 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 validate what you're going through
0: exactly
1: you know or which has been a crazy thing. So instead of me telling people things because I have to tell people things, I'm telling people things because I want to tell people things and connect with them and find community and support, but not because I have to, because I need validation. You know, it's a, it's a completely different flavor, you know, and then because my expectations for people in how they responded to what I shared with them was so high. It was like they have to say the right things in the right ways. And look, I still think that there's an element of if people say something that's like so out of line that you can be upset by that. <laughs> uh, realizing that okay nobody is ever living up to my standards ever because they're impossible
0: yeah
1: because they have to be fulfilled by Christ and myself in partnership
0: that's it
1: that's that's been a wild thing (sighs) Uh, I didn't know other people felt this way (laughs) it's good it's good to know other people feel you know you ever like wonder if you're a little bit like on the crazy side Like, like it's like am I a little bit cooked in the head but no It's more of a common experience than I thought.
0: So, (laughs) and that's why I really believe this is a season where not only through me, but through so many people and different churches and different organizations,
1: Mm.
0: people are feeling in a sound in the spirit that it's time to share. I I feel that it's Mm. it it is, and I've I think that's it's so important because we have been so consumed by the lies of society. Even as Christians, that and and through isolation, and everything the enemy wanted to isolate us and then fill our minds with the lies, so that we thought we were alone in our own walks and that nothing, no one else was going through it. Totally. And the reality is, everyone goes through the same kind of things in different flavors.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, nothing is new. Yeah, the idea that nothing is new, nothing is, nothing hasn't happened before. <laughs> you know, because in my you know, I do not remember who it is who says this. I feel like a lot of people who say it, but there is nothing uniquely wrong with you. And really trying to believe that there is nothing uniquely wrong, you know, with me or how I'm doing things. I'm not, you know, worse than everybody else yeah. is kind of freeing because then you can realize that, oh, you know, there is a solution to this. You yeah. know, I'm not the only person who's been through this crazy thing and, and I'm unfixable and I'm a failure. It's like, well, that's that's just not how it is, you know. Um, I think that's very encouraging I think that that encourages yeah I think that that's very encouraging to our hearts or it's encouraging to my heart so
0: <laughs> encouraging to yeah uh, before before you um, came into the the meeting I just had this feeling that this was going to be a a rich conversation I you know like just a, a warm and rich conversation and mm-hmm. I didn't know what Was going to mean, um, but I really feel like anyone who listens, or if this gets video goes out or whatever, anyone who listens or watches, like, will be able to connect to something that was spoken about today, and they're gonna feel like, wow, I'm not the only one who thinks this way, or I'm not alone in this, or wow, like, I understand because I had a similar situation or something, and I think that vulnerability and that openness is what's going to awaken people to opening themselves to encountering Jesus' love in their own way.
1: Mm. Totally, yeah, totally. I Yeah, I love that. That resounds with my soul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you, you're a well of knowledge, and I think that, like, not only YWAM has done that for you, but, like, how amazing to continue after coming back allowing yourself to seek God and to process even though it may have been in and out of waves or seasons because that's life you know but mm. it's just a statement and to you and your character and who you are that you have allowed yourself to keep seeking God in that way because that is what's made you into the amazing woman of God that you are today I like, can just see it you know like you're not the same person I met a few years ago you are more refined and yeah. That's very evident, and I know that God's going to continue to do amazing things through you for that. Um, And I know you've encouraged me today, and I guarantee anyone who listens will be deeply encouraged by what you've said. Um, I originally started these podcasts thinking they were more going to be people sharing their journeys. But what I have discovered is people will share their journey and then the Holy Spirit will just use them to pour out some like knowledge or wisdom or like a Bible conversation or like a mini topic or sermon that is so needed. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just (laughs) going to go with the flow and see what happens here. Because I think these discussions on top of people sharing what they're experiencing Mm. is is there what sorry is what's going to like breathe life into people in a fresh way
1: yeah for real totally yeah wow. oh my gosh first of all what an honor the encouragements you just said that is it's super impactful and I will definitely be journaling about that later um, <laughs> <laughs> it has been yeah oh my gosh Yeah. Like, as I said, I was listening to your podcast episode the other day and I was so encouraged by it and I can absolutely, yeah, I so believe in what you're doing. And I so believe that the Holy Spirit has been totally all over that. And even in this conversation, I have been so encouraged by this conversation. Like (laughs) I needed this, you know? (laughs) Um, So I'm sure somebody else out there does as well. Oh my gosh. It's it's so good to see
0: you. So good to see you. Uh, Is there, Anything in particular we can be praying for for you in this season um, I know you mentioned your mum's health you don't have to go into that if you don't want to but definitely we can pray for your mum
1: yeah that would be incredible and I think as well I need some direction for where mm-hmm. to go because I'm you know I'll be finishing my biomed bachelor um, and then I've got to figure out where I want to do medicine so and when I say where I mean like what country <laughs> so um you know. My heart is set on like Spain, but who knows? I mean, it all depends. I mean, how things how things go really back here at home and um, where I'll be going and what I'll be doing. So I definitely need guidance and yeah, guidance and God's health for
0: my mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, would you be okay for me to pray for you before we finish up?
1: That would be an incredible, incredible blessing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, I thank you for the rich um, yeah, the rich conversations that have been had in this session today. Lord, you are good and you are constant and your love always endures in the most richest ways and in the most delightful ways. and you are a gentleman through your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for Lucy. We thank you for the light you've poured over her, the anointing that is within her, and the strength and the capacity that you have given her to endure all things. I thank you, Lord, for this moment where she's... um, yeah, coming to you more and more each day. I thank you. You're awakening her to the deep knowledge of your spirit, of your will, of your way. And I just pray that you would abundantly bless her as she seeks you, as she um, encounters other people, as she shares what she's found and, and heard and understood through your spirit with others. May she be a uh, an abundant and beautiful blessing to everyone she encounters. We just speak a blessing to her mum in the name of Jesus. We just command healing to her mum's body. We rebuke any sickness or disease or illness that is coming over her. We call a healing to her mind, a healing to her brain, a healing to her flesh. We thank you, Lord, you send your angels to watch over her. You lift her up that she will not even dash her foot against a rock. You know that with long life you will satisfy her and show her your salvation and you will give back to her the years that the locusts have tried to eat and devour because you are sovereign over all, and by your stripes she was healed. So we plead the blood of Jesus over her, and we thank you for your delivering hand over this situation. And we thank you, Lord, for Lucy, that you'll continue to be an ever-present guide and compass in her life. You light up her path. She is not um, confused as to whether she has to go left or right, but in the right moment at the right time. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you are going to lead her down the straight path that's well lit up. And, Lord, yes, I am reminded that um, you yeah, okay, you call us to step out, not knowing what the full pitch is going to be because that is faith. So I thank you, Lord, that as you show Lucy the stepping stones of the future, and it might only be a couple of stones at a time, that she will have the confidence and the the capacity to step out, knowing that you have your wing over her, that you catch her in a beautiful safety net. And as she continues to move forward, just like she knew with YWAM and the things of her journey so far, you will continue to make a way and provide and give her the direction she needs. And uh, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow, thank you.
1: You're
0: welcome. Oh. My heart is full. (laughs) (laughs) It's been an honour and um, I'm sure everyone listening and watching will feel the same way. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today and to catch up. Um, It's been a real real blessing for me and I know it will bless everyone who listens. Um, Yeah, you're awesome. And, yeah, keep letting your light shine no matter what because. Wow, thank you. God's, God's got his hand on you, Lucy.
1: Oh. Yeah. oh man okay well it is really <laughs> good <laughs> yeah thank you
0: <laughs> well enjoy the rest of your day thank you I've got lots of assignments to do so <laughs> I have a few friends in medicine and um yeah they have very hectic schedules it seems but God's got them so I know he's got you too and oh, um yeah. What a, you know, what a massive thing to step out into medicine at a time like this. Like it's, yeah, for real, it's a beautiful calling. Not everyone can do it. I definitely am not a medicine person. That's why I'm more of an educated person, but yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect and admiration for anyone who's in medicine. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: thank you you're you're welcome Uh, well i can i'll say you're welcome in like 10 years time when i'm finally finished and off all your medicine
0: loans (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, yeah all right well god bless have a great day and we'll chat again all right ciao ciao Thanks for tuning in today to hear how God is moving in Lucy's life and how he's also impacted my life. Our podcasts seem to be having a bit of a shift and it's exciting. It's an adventure and God is moving and it's an honour to be able to experience this and share this with you. So we hope you have had an incredible day and um, yeah, we look forward to whatever God does next in the future episodes of the podcast. We pray that... You are abundantly blessed and that if God has touched you or inspired you in any way through this conversation, through this podcast today, then we are so excited because that is all that we could ever hope for, for God to reach and witness to others through encountering him and through sharing what he has done in our lives. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We pray that you have been encouraged by the powerful testimony that was shared. We know that there is so much power in sharing with others what Jesus has done in our lives. So if you would like to come onto this podcast and share your story of how you encountered Jesus, go check out our Facebook page, The Living Unashamed Podcast, and shoot us a message. I have no doubt that your story will be a blessing to all who hear. Until next time, God bless. This is Ruth Turner, signing out.